Welcome everyone to the second episode of the podcast and the first ever video episode. If you're listening on your podcasting apps, feel free to watch this one on youtube.com slash spreezy because the guests are so damn good looking. We have two guests today and we're going to be discussing some super hot topics in the PUBG esports world. And yes, you'll hear in a sec, I did just say the word successful five times in 10 seconds. Check it out. All right, so today we have two very successful, accomplished players. Um, one from FaZe Clan, FaZe, FuzzFaze, uh, won multiple tournaments, one of the most successful players of all time in PUBG. How you doing, Fuzz? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. And of course, uh, Liquid EB as well. One of the most successful. I can't say who's more successful. They're both very successful. What's up, EB? Yo, what's up, guys? Nice to be here. So why we made this episode, there's been a lot of controversy and really, let's say, weird decisions by PUBG Corp. At least <laughs> a lot of professional players think so. Um, and we would like to discuss and give our insight into what's going on and uh, what the pros and the community thinks is the best for professional PUBG esports. So... Let's start with the first topic. So recently, about a month ago, PUBG Corp added Sanok to professional level gameplay to all pro leagues in phase three. So that kind of sparked a lot of discussion in the community and uh, within professional uh, level uh, players. And not everyone agrees with that decision. So I'd like to talk with you two, this is going to be our main topic today, and how this affects professional gameplay. Fuzzface, tell me, why do you think Sanok was added? And does that have anything to do with uh, PUBG viewer numbers when it comes to uh, eSport tournaments? Um, I mean, I think, I literally think the only reason why you would add it is because they want to have something <laughs> like fresh for viewers and maybe maybe boost numbers in some way, or at least try to. I can't see any other reasonable way, like reason why you would do it. So I definitely think that's the main reason. And I don't think anyone really disagrees with that. Like everybody wants more viewers for PUBG esports and everything. So it's more like the way it was introduced. And uh, yeah, like the system they used to introduce it, I think it's, uh, well, not optimal. But what was the system that they used? Well, uh, it was announced on Twitter before any pro knew one month before start of uh, of pro league uh, without any like any real playtesting uh, most most regions had a couple of scrims and uh, that was it basically was no like true testing of of the map at all okay but uh, another issue i think that was uh, probably the main issue there is that they said that they added this after they listened and analyzed a professional uh, pro player feedback that they got. So what do you think about that, EB? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that PUBG Corp reached out to some of the discords all the way back then, but everyone was pretty much saying no. Uh, I don't know when it was, to be honest, but there was just rumors going on and they said they wanted to test some stuff. Um, we played OSL back then in December. 
So we kind of tested it over there already. And you could notice that the rivers, the design of the map, the way the circles were, and I wasn't really ready. Um, so I was expecting personal at least to have some map changes, like the rivers, for example, because that's the main issue in the game. Um, you have three different islands. If the circle is around there, it's going to be an issue crossing later, etc. And it's just more RNG involved. So I don't know, kind of like that. I mean, about the pro PUBG feedback, like from the players, I think, uh, like Jaker even said himself, like the feedback wasn't positive. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. Obviously, they didn't listen to pro player feedback. Obviously, uh, maybe they got it, they read it or whatever, but it wasn't actually listened to. So uh, it's a lot of like contradictory statements uh, that in, uh, in my view, it doesn't make a lot of sense. If you don't listen to it, why would you say that you listen to it? Just ignore it and be done with it, you know? Yeah, but maybe they have some like grand plan that they want to execute and then they listen to feedback and they're like, yeah, it's not good, but it's still worth uh, taking this risk. I guess that's how it works. Uh, especially with the with the patches coming in some patches are you can definitely see that there's something going on that that no one else but PUBG Corp knows why certain decisions were made so this is another one where they just go with it no matter what and see what happens i guess but yeah so do you guys think that a month is long enough to prepare for something like this because it's a big change it's a brand new map not just a brand new map but it's also a map that completely changes how you have to play uh, PUBG on a competitive level. What do you think, Foz? I don't think the time is an issue, really. Like, one month is, I think, enough to prepare. But I don't think it's enough time to fix issues that arise with the map. So say we have issues with the map, like, oh, it, it's enough time more to test it and, like, to see what the issues are. And then you have additional time you need to fix those issues before you introduce it to professional gameplay. I think that's kind of my viewpoint. But, uh, AB, what do you think are the main issues with Sanok as a map? Um, the rivers, uh, the current land ratio, the, kind of, the way it works, you can kind of predict already somehow where it ends in a way. I mean, not 100% accurate because it's three different islands, right? And there's land ratio. So, so land ratio is where... It's how the next circle is determined. And if you have land ratio on for a certain phase, it wants to shift away from water as much as possible, yes. right? Yes. So on Sanok, what happens is there's a lot of water, there's a lot of rivers, and at some point you can definitely tell where the circle is going to go. Like the, the third circle already has to be full land, right? So you kind of yeah. you kind of know where it's going to go already on circle three and... Let's say there's three or four compounds around that area, and if they're taken, all the other teams are basically dead if they can't get to the to the center of it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's basically. interesting. Yeah. The only nice part, by the way, about Sanok is the FPS. Oh yeah, like it's it. better. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The FPS is 100% better because there's no vehicles. And a smaller map. Yeah, yeah, sure. But <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think for us that? No vehicles takes away from PUBG as PUBG? 100%. I think vehicles are the main reason why you can outplay a lot of circles and a lot of RNG elements in PUBG. So like when you take off the vehicles, you reduce the options that a lot of teams have and less options means more RNG and 
uh, well, less competitive, basically. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. So, Ebi, what do you think about the grass on Sanok? I mean, it's pretty dense, so proners are proners are pro snakes or snakes. Like we just we just spoke about it real fast. I was like, yo, I'm laying yeah. down the other day. I have three guys of DSM around me, and they just don't see me. And it's super strong, to be honest. So I'm also curious how people are gonna play in Euro. What the meta is gonna be? Are people gonna be snaking a lot? Uh, is DA gonna lay down in the middle? You know, all that, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. It's it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. Um, it's good for sure. Yeah, but uh, don't you think that the layout of the map kind of forces everyone to fight within uh, 100 meters? Do you even get long-range fights on Sanok in pro games? It's actually um, not long-range fights, but the hills can see a lot more than you think sometimes. Like, you can be on a hill like 400 meters away, you can see the full area of another hill like 400 meters away. And you don't really think about it too much in pubs, but when you have pro games where you don't really have Sometimes you don't have to move, so you just look everywhere you can see, and you actually see quite a lot from a lot of areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the hills. See all the hills pretty much. Yeah. It's all exposed to each other, so you really have to watch out when you play tops. Yeah, but back to the grass. Don't you think that at some point it's going to be four people just snaking, like all four or one squad, and just wait for someone to walk in? For I mean, it could be. It could be. I hope that people won't play like that because I think that's one of the issues with the map. And if it's like a gentleman's agreement, you know, like that you actually try to play the game. <laughs> yeah, more than just that's going to happen. Right? How about that? <laughs> How about that? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. No, but uh, and I, I mean, yes, it's if, if a full team lays prone, you're not going to spot them. Like it's not, you're not going to spot them before it's too late. You're going to get one killed at least and then hopefully you trade. But um, I hope that not teams prefer to play that way. Yeah, sure. Uh, when it comes to fixing Sanok, um, what they did on Erangel from 1.0 to 2.0 is that they cut the grass, didn't they? Even though they didn't really emphasize that they cut the grass or say too much about it, I feel like there's a lot more snakes these days in pub games. Do you guys feel the same? Hmm. Not, not really. really. No, no, I don't think so. No. Hmm. But maybe it, that's because you're in like high tier lobbies because you're a good stats, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for me, uh, there's no matchmaking in, in PUBG anymore, <laughs> so we're good on that. Um, all right, but would you see? Uh, would you like to see uh, grass cut on Sanok? Like by half. I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a yeah. big cha uh, big fan of uh, that's the that's the change I like uh, like the most from uh, 1.0 to 2.0. It was the grass. It was honestly super nice. Also, like the that's the nice part about Miramar, right? It's these rich fights. You don't have grass, so they are a lot easier. That was always the issue with like 1.0. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see that change over to Sanok as well for sure. Yeah, and Fuzz, what about the layout of the trees on Sanok? Um, do you think there should be less trees overall? For competitive play i think if anything the trees are the one thing that help you in competitive play so you can actually mm -hmm. make uh, advancements on uh, on hills and stuff where you have to move on foot because vehicles is not really going to work that much in sanok so trees and like the the foliage cover that it provides is going to be like one of the main reasons why it's like remotely competitive all right yeah. but um in general what are the go-to places on sanok is it 
high ground? Is it compounds? Is it high grass where you can hide? Well, what do you guys prefer in general? I mean, I don't want to go into your strategies, but do compounds feel safe on Sanok? I mean, it depends on your playstyle as a team, I guess, first. And then it uh, depends on the compound, of course, as well. Like if it's a wide open space around it, how small is the circle, what phase. It's like, it depends on a lot of things. Uh, the mm -hmm. same thing in, in normal arrangement. Like a position can be great or it can be terrible depending on the zone or where other fair teams enough. are playing. So, yeah. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So what do you yeah. think about the viewer experience on Sanog? Do you think it's going to be better, worse? uh worse interesting uh same when it comes to uh professional gameplay what do you think ab i mean first of all it depends on the <clears throat> uh the observers so we haven't really seen senog yet with good observers like we have ansvar that always do the they did the face it they did gol um <clears throat> so a lot of people are going to say the viewing experience is terrible also based of osl but OSL back then, I don't think they had the best observers. Mm -hmm. Nothing against them, of course. That is the, the Korean event. league, right? The, the, uh, the Korean event. Yeah, it was the Korean event hosted in Germany, I think, OSL. Like uh, from, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I, okay. I, I don't re really remember the details. But uh, um, so yeah, I want to see Senhok being observed by Ansvar, etc. Because a lot of people said no. But mm -hmm. I don't know. We kind of have to see if they do it, how it's going to be. Maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. Yeah, I always heard Ansar said like he's just, uh, observed a lot of duo tournaments in uh, Sanok, and he said that observing is a lot harder and it doesn't really look as good as uh, as the other maps, and it's gonna be different for squads as well. But I don't, I don't think he's super uh, excited about spectating <laughs> on Sanok. No. Yeah. Um, let's talk about loot on Sanok. From what I saw. Uh, the loot table is a bit weird. They have put snipers on uh, 3x, as far as I know. Do snipers even see any play in on Sanok in competitive? I don't know. I can I see people use snipers. Because, like, again, the FPS, like, in my opinion, if you have to snipe with low FPS, it's so much harder, of course, because the FPS is going to be so much better. Yeah, your sniping will be more accurate. I don't know. It depends. Like I will never snipe, for example, because I suck at it. But <laughs> I see people do it. I don't know. Yeah, but well, I, I guess you can make it work. But <laughs> I mean, DMRs are so good. Look at the QBU. Like everyone is gonna rock that. So yeah. do, do you guys think that QBU is the most powerful gun in PUBG? But it's just uh, kind of overshadowed by everything else because it's only on Sanok. What do you think, Fuzz? I think the QBU is. A worse mini. It's just worse? because of Sanok. Yeah, I think the mini is better in every way. Uh, it's only because Sanok as a map, you don't. Uh, first of all, you don't have the mini on Sanok, so you couldn't really like compare yeah. them side yeah. to side. But it's also you have shorter distances, and DMRs on like like 100, 150 meters it always feels like really great because you know, like you don't have to lead anything. It's just like a straight laser. And you don't really get that feeling from uh, other maps when you shoot like 400 plus meters. Yeah. But doesn't QBU have even like lower recoil or better like return of the uh, reticle back to the initial point and stuff? It might. I'm not completely sure, but I know it has lower bullet velocity. So. Oh, okay. And I think okay. that's more important for me than controlling the recoil. Yeah, I see, I see. So recently, 
PUBG Corp made another decision on maps, and that is to leave Erangel 1.0, aka old Erangel, in the map pool for uh, phase three for all pro leagues. Again, so what are your thoughts on that? Because Erangel 2.0 is out, and you cannot even play the old one on pubs anymore. And I don't think it's even available on Faceit or any other third-party platform. So, Fuzz, how are you going to practice? Um, I mean, we have played 1.0 for two years. So we know that map. I don't think we need to practice the map in that sense. We as like we, we kind of know that map by now. Uh, so I don't think that's an issue. And the reasons why they left it out, uh, I mean, 2.0, I guess if it's if it's only technical issues, like they have not gotten a good server build for LAN, great, just easier just to say that and not mask it as something different. So, yeah, more transparency on that would be better, I think. Exactly. So they said that they're not going to add it. One of the three reasons was they're not going to add it because there's not enough time <laughs> for pros to prepare for a 2.0. Now, do you, do you EB think that that is the case that you guys wouldn't have enough time because you play no. the map for like two months now every day right it, it's kind of like Senok. they just add stuff around it when they're announcing it i'm pretty sure it's just a technical issue i also heard that for example lens ratio on 2.0 is broken so they just kind of want to fill it up and put some stuff on the site to make it look Better, like a real reason yeah. but 1.0 it's not that different so uh, sorry, 2.0 is not that different compared to 1.0. Of yeah. course, there's changes, but it's not it's not major changes. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a lot better uh, to say like, "Oh, we want to give opportunity to to the pro players," rather than yeah, <laughs> we we can't we can't build our game. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it was a little bit embarrassing to write that the map is not technically ready. Um, Maybe that was one of the reasons why they said those other reasons. But I mean, it, it makes sense because it's a new map. So maybe they didn't have the department to work on it that much for a competitive because they weren't sure if they're going to add it. And then they wanted to add it, but it was too late but, and, and stuff like that. So I guess they said that they're going to add it maybe for the global uh, finals. So we'll see. But it will be for me as a viewer, it would be great to see the new Erangel and, and the you guys playing there because we go back to uh, the topic that we didn't even start uh, yet, but uh, maybe we can start it now. One of the reasons why they added Sanok was to bring a casual gameplay closer to competitive gameplay. Now, they just did the opposite with putting Erangel, the old Erangel, in competitive, the map that you cannot even play in normal PUBG as a casual player. So, what are your thoughts on that, Fuzz? How would you how do you rate these changes uh, and them trying to uh, get those two things closer in, in that specific way of just changing the map pool? I mean, for those reasons, like, yes, you kind of want, in one way, you kind of want casual gameplay to be close to competitive. But I think there's better ways to do that. Uh, obviously, like, introduce a rank mode or whatever. So you have a more, more like normal bridge into competitive gameplay. And for any other game, you don't have to have casual and competitive as identical at all. 
look at like CS, Overwatch, like everything. The you have a ranked mode and you have like a fun quick play, whatever. And they don't have to be super aligned. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion at all. Yeah. Um Ibi, what do you think about adding some kind of ranked mode into uh PUBG normal? I mean, that would be super awesome. I always wish that um that face it and PUBG would work together and implement face it in PUBG because face it kind of has the tools and it seems like they have the knowledge, etc. I mean, everyone wants that at this point, right? So for sure. Yeah, but do you think there will be enough uh, of a player base uh, for that to make work? I think so. I mean, especially in EU, if you look at face it, if you look at GOL, look at all these lobbies. They're filling up like they're filling up like uh, pretty fast, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you have to wait a little bit, probably, but I mean, it's worth it. If they add like six skins, you can win or some sick, you know, leaderboards, uh, what can transfer into finding a team easier and that transition into comp game, like people will play it for sure. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, and it's also, I think it's a really big uh, point to make, like to make lo longevity for the game. You always kind of need something competitive because yeah. no matter how casual you are, yeah, like you have some sort of drive to play competitive and that's what like brings you back to play it. If you only play full cat, like for example, Overwatch, I could never play quick play for the entire time. Like for it sure. wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be fun. Uh, you want to like measure your skill in some regard. Yeah. And uh, I mean, right now we don't really have much to play for. The leaderboards yeah. that were there two years ago, they're <laughs> not there anymore. I don't know what they have right now. I don't call that leaderboards. I call that I don't know, farm fest or something, because it's just it's just silly. Uh, there's so many issues with it, like global leaderboards in a game where the players cannot play against each other from different regions. Not even if they want to, they can't do it because you just get matched against people around you, closest to you. So how do you, how can you have people on the same leaderboard? ones from Asia, ones from Europe, they cannot play against each other. It's all about whose region is better, so the the points get inflated and I don't know what. But I guess no one cares about leaderboards at this point, but it would be great to see some kind of leaderboards again on the face it model or whatever model there there is right now. They're by the way working on that. Like I don't know his name is Brian, I think I don't know how you pronounce his name exactly. Gene mm -hmm. XP or something? Yeah, yeah, on Twitter. I know I know who yeah, you're talking they, about. They said they're working on it. So that's cool. But again, how long is that going to take? You know, I don't know. It's already been a while as well. Yeah, it's been a while. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Fuzz, do you think they should replace normal FPP queues with just rank queues? Or should this be something extra? The, the ranked? Um, I, don't, I don't really care how they do it. They can be either one. Uh, or they can test it first, see if it's viable or not. Like test like a weekend uh, weekend lobby for ranked, or like a couple of days, maybe a part of the day that is like evening. I don't know. Like Fortnite has had this, um, something like that, just to test it out, see if it works. If not, then choose like a different system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like pop-ups. Yeah, or maybe uh, something. Uh, I don't know that that I see in StarCraft. They added tournaments where you just uh, queue up for a tournament that is at a set time every week and then you play yeah. like two or three rounds and that, that would be some kind of ranked 
maybe. Exactly. Yeah. But my my concern for uh, ranked would be that would kind of ruin the other queues. It would uh, mean that they would have to implement random map on, uh, let's say, FPP and TPP if they added ranked as a third option, because I don't think there's enough players to support all these different queues. And we yeah. already see what's going on on yeah. NA. They, pl they only have, from what I know, they only have random map now or, or close to only having random map to queue up on, all, on their game modes. And even with that, I think they still have some queue issues. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a bit rough because, sure, the, the player base looks healthy on Steam, but we got to keep in mind that's mostly Asia. We're talking about who knows what percentage of Asians playing on Steam, PUBG, so... We don't really know the, the whole a, picture. I think like China numbers are excluded from those numbers. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Sure, yeah. but there's still but a lot are. of. But yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's still. If the China was there, it'd be millions, right? Yeah. But yeah. right now, it's like a few hundred thousand to a million every day, or something close to that. Uh, but it's. I don't know if you saw the Vietnamese stream during. Uh, yeah. It was like 50, 60 k viewers. It had. More viewers than the English stream, just the Vietnamese or, or something like that on the on the last global event. Yeah. There's so many people playing in in Indonesia, yeah. in uh, Thailand, in uh, Taiwan. Uh, it's I, insane. Yeah, it's insane. We don't really have a, a good feel for how big this is in Asia. So the numbers look good for us, but overall, I think they're much lower, and we'd be surprised how low they are right now. But it's still a, a pretty big game, so there's uh, still room to uh, do some good features and get the players back. I really feel uh, positive about the rank mode still, although I think it's a bit too late. Do you guys agree that it's a bit too late? I mean, I mean, it's I better know. than never. Sure. It should have been way earlier. I think that should be in the plan when you make the game, even that it should be like planned for at, at least within the same year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, because also, like, they announced um, at the PGI, the first one, the Worlds, they announced the, the five years plan, right? Like, what's going to happen? So you would expect that they are already, like, kind of getting in the mode and, like, creating, like, a matchmaking system, etc., and keep it going at, at stuff, but... Yeah. All right, let's go to the topic of team skins. So the teams that play in pro leagues, I feel like they deserve their own skins at least every uh, few phases, some kind of new weapon skin or, or similar. I guess weapon skins are the most popular skins and uh, most people would buy them. Ebi, so, what are your thoughts on adding uh, team skins from all the teams that go to, let's say, the global championship or the global events in general? I mean, for sure, global events in general, like, I agree, there should be skins, but... Not for all the teams in the pro leagues, because there's like, I don't know, four, five, six pro leagues. And in total, like, I don't know the team numbers, 200 different teams. Imagine <laughs> 200 different team skins in the shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that probably wouldn't work, right? Yeah. So I agree with like London back then, Sweden, uh, then Met Asia and all that stuff. I agree there should be skins for people qualifying for these events. Um. But or maybe even the top it. five or top ten or something. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But the main issue is also that it's like most of these orcs want skins as well that are like the lower tier orcs because PUBG is not sustainable right now. So yeah. it's it's and most of the time the lower tier orcs have teams are less good 
So what if they never make it? And you know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. rough right now. It's a rough like balance. What are you going to do, et cetera? Yeah, I can definitely see that the issue for the lower uh, tier teams. But I mean, if they don't deserve it, then they don't deserve it. Yeah, on the other hand, but a way to support the teams, it would be a great way to support the teams. For sure. I would probably say also if, if it's like a less known org, even if they make it, the odds that that skin will sell a lot is probably not that high anyway. So it might not even be the best way to like get the money uh, to the orgs even. Yeah, because I mean, they do spend a lot of resources in just publishing one skin. It's not just, oh, you just paint it in Photoshop and just upload it and it's there. No, it's, it's a process and uh, it takes them a lot of time and effort and, and man hours uh, to just publish one skin. So I guess they would have to devise some system but from what i saw they didn't really have that many plans for team skins they mostly do it just for the streamers and um well talking to two streamers that uh, don't have their own that. skins <laughs> yeah <Asaru. laughs> I, well uh, yeah that's a topic for uh, some other podcast but uh, the thing is i don't feel like they planned too much uh, for stuff like that hopefully with the recent uh, events on twitter and them being interested in that idea maybe we see uh, more skins the only ones that i remember was were from pgi right the 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 hoodies yeah, yeah. that's the only thing that they did team related i i can't recall anything else no no yeah. that's the only thing i mean you have the skins for the events like gol they get their own shirts etc and also like Pell, right? Like supporting lower tier orcs. Technically, these skins, for example, like the bet we're talking about, that should support, you know, these these lower, yeah, like like everyone pretty much in the leagues. But again, these skins, you know. Yeah. But wait. I mean, if want... if it is a great skin, it's probably yeah. gonna make a difference. But when they keep making these, I mean, a, a bad skin, like <laughs> it's bad. not that many people. It's not that many people who's gonna buy it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It, probably like reflects poorly and then oh, they see oh it's low sales so they probably don't prioritize it neither yeah. but it is like a bad cycle you know bad skin won't sell much oh they didn't sell much so we won't do a good one yeah you know yeah they were they were especially in one wave there was a bunch of skins that had uh glitches on them and inverted logos and i don't know what any kind of sparked the whole discussion about PUBG skins in general how poorly they're made um yeah, that, that's that's pretty rough. Uh, what I wanted to say, that skin that you mentioned, uh, the PL skin, that there's only like one hoodie or what, what was it for PL? Phase two or yeah, something? The jacket. Yeah, the uh, jacket. Yeah, the jacket. Yeah, the jacket. So it's kind of a revenue split model between all the teams or... But you don't really get much if you split one jacket over 16 teams, right? Especially not the way it looked. It was, I don't know. You know... And yeah. I mean, in general, a PEL skin? Like, <laughs> is that really something you need to have? Like, I'm not going to invest money in... A, uh, no offense to, to anyone, but in a GLL skin or in an ESL skin or face it skin, I don't... It, it doesn't mean much to me in, in that sense of way that I want to support it like a, a professional team. So I don't, I, I don't really feel like that is a a good investment where I can spend $10 on supporting Team Liquid uh, specifically or like directly. 
but yeah. All right, so let's talk about an article that came out on Esports Observer. They had an interview with Jake Sin, who is the lead esports guy in PUBG these days. Now, he was uh, talking about uh, what the plan is with PUBG Esports and a five-year plan. That's pretty... Uh, Pretty optimistic, I'd say, overall. Um, going into a game, uh, you make a new game and you instantly make a five-year plan. So this is this is not a new plan. This is something that has been going on for a while now. And uh, this is, what, the second year? Uh, they treat this as the second year. Uh, do you guys see PUBG uh, probably going on in, in three years? Honestly, EB. Yeah, it's it's kind it's kind of hard to answer to be honest. Um, obviously, I hope, but I'm I, honestly I don't know. I honestly don't know because it depends on the viewer count. Um, think about it as well. Like this is only year one from the pro league, and they set up all these different regions. And I know they get a lot of hate, but if you technically think about it, what they've been it's a phenomenal so project. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's 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 pretty sick so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They 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 make a lot of mistakes with skins and stuff and etc. But I mean, they can learn. Uh, even though, yeah, I don't know. It technically it should be pretty pretty easy. But I mean, it's easy talking for us because we don't know what's going on in the company etc. But yeah. honestly, I don't. I honestly don't know. To to come back to your question, I yeah. I, I honestly don't know. What do you think, Fuzz? Um. I mean, if they have a five-year plan, they probably have a five-year plan. Like, maybe it's not fully public, even because if you read this article, it doesn't really say a lot at all. Um, but if they say they have a five-year plan, I think they probably have a budget for most of those years, most likely. Otherwise, they yeah. wouldn't publicly announce that they have a five-year plan. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think so. Can stuff change? Yeah, of course. Uh, we don't know that, but... Yeah, I would, I would probably think so. Yeah, so if they have a fiery plan, they're probably going to go through with it. They might change some things on the fly, depending on uh, how it's going. And uh, I don't know if some league is doing worse, then they do something about it or maybe merge. Let's say they at some point they merge NA or EU. I think all options are open for uh, for them when it comes to all of that kind of stuff. So I, I, f I feel like in, in two or three years, instead of... I don't know how many pro leagues we have right now, seven, eight, or something like that. Uh, we might see maybe two or three, and like an Asian pro league, an UNA pro league, and maybe like a Chinese Korean pro league, something, something like that might be a bit more appropriate down the down the road. We'll see. But I feel like if they have a plan, that they're gonna stick to it and uh, see through all the way. It just we don't know how it's gonna look. All right, so we got a, a very nice topic lined up, and that is communication with PUBG Corp. Uh, Fuzz, could you give us some info on how you guys, uh, not you maybe directly, but just the competitive community started communicating with PUBG Corp back in 2017? How did it look and how did it, how did it go? I guess it started with like uh, first uh, bigger streamers who played the game and stuff. I had a little bit more contact with uh, community members of PUBG Corp. And then uh, when they started looking more into esports, uh, they hired uh, a couple of esports people and they got introduced into our like local servers in NA, EU, Disc uh, Asia. And I think back then it was 
a lot more communication because they also tried to understand the competitive side of their game because that's what we knew and they didn't really. Uh, and now it's less uh, and they try to like, uh, I mean, I guess they're more distant to the pro players and make the decisions on their own. Uh, and that's why it's so disaligned with the community yeah. a lot of times. Uh, but yeah, I think that's probably outlining it. But EB, do you think that uh, the involvement of player unknown himself was uh, a big thing there? And now that he's not involved in PUBG directly anymore, do you think that that is the reason why it changed? Why it's a lot less uh, noticeable now? Like the, the... I honestly don't know. I don't know how much PU was really involved with like, you know, some of the decision. I honestly don't know, to be honest, uh, how close he was with some of the streamers back then because they listened a lot to them and then kind of fell apart too. Um, I don't know. I don't really know the details about that, to be honest. So Yeah, but why do you think they're uh, communicating less now than, than before? Or at least it feels a bit less intimate. Oh, yeah, for sure. But why? <sighs> I don't know. You see that with a lot of companies, right? In the beginning, they're communicating a lot. And then when they get bigger... That's how we see it. Then they start to communicate less. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts, Buzz? Um, not really. I mean, that's that's like the the choice that the company makes in a sense. I don't know if it's uh, because some uh, some of the the individuals that did it in the beginning maybe they like grew tired of it because they did it for like a year, and maybe they like don't have the energy to be that passionate anymore, etc. That can be a big reason too. I think. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's honestly, we don't really know. Uh, yeah. It's more like a company thing. I see. But they have so many more people now working in the community uh, management and, and all the other departments. So I find that really weird. Um, there's so many community managers and they're all uh, doing a great job, I think. But I, I feel like the feedback in the end never really gets to the person that makes all the decisions. Like th they... They forward the feedback, but it just feels like it's just bounced it off some wall in the dev studio and just, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell what's going on with that info, who gets it. It comes down to communication as well, and maybe people are sick at that point. I don't know. There's so much different factors that, that decide, like, what's going to happen with your feedback? Do they care? Do they have priorities? What are the higher-ups telling the developers or the guys who fix the boxes that are so much different, yeah. like, you know, I think that uh, a thing that we would all like to see is a bit more transparency on who the person is who makes certain decisions. I think that Jake Sin being on Twitter uh, is a great thing for uh, for PUBG Sports because we finally have someone to uh, give our feedback to and just respond to certain things and someone that is directly involved in in the how the game's gonna look or how the pro league is gonna be played we don't know anything or almost anything about the developers or the, the decision makers in general when it comes to everything else in pubg outside of uh, esports so i i think that would be a great thing to see someone step out and say hey i'm the main guy for uh, ranked or something like that i guess gen xp uh, on twitter is also one of the guys that it is directly involved in some decisions but 
most of the people are are Korean and they just don't want to be in the spotlight. I feel that is the yeah. Do, also, do you think that's the thing? Also, like before, for example, the decisions like you see their YouTube videos, they where they uh, make up like a like a whole montage kind of why they change the loot, etc. If you yeah. see how much goes into that and stuff, like yeah. I don't know. I'm always. I'm, these videos sometimes tilt me a little bit. Yeah. Because they go all about deep, like uh, how do you call it, analytics and uh, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. And yeah, like, there's I, a lot of wrong assumptions, in my opinion, in yes, those videos yes. and in the articles uh, or announcements. Like Sanok is the most played map. We want to include it. Do you, Do you know why? The, plus, what are your thoughts <laughs> on why the Sanok is the most played map? I'm tilted already. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have a we don't have a deathmatch, so we have Sanok. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also uh, like back in the day uh, when Erangel didn't have good loot, and uh, a lot of people were just used to Sanok as well. So there's like five different reasons why, due to the lack of something else, I can only play Sanok to to instead of playing team deathmatch, deathmatch, warm up, whatever. I play Sanok. I, I I drop, I get a gun, I shoot. I, that is that is what a lot of people want these days. The game has yeah. changed. People need to understand the game has changed. Like you said, EB on your stream multiple times. No one wants to play the the hardcore survival thing anymore. Everyone wants the game to speed up a little bit, to be a bit more interactive, not just you against you know PVE. This is not a PVE game anymore. Times it have was changed, yeah. yes, yes. They so. are overthinking the casual perspective so much as well. Yeah. Like, oh, they are still thinking like, oh, if you find an M4 that you're really happy in 10 minutes, yeah. you know, like, they're overthinking the casual perspective so much, like, and that's, these people I, play, huh? Yeah, I think that goes into being, like, more of a developer side, because yeah. they probably don't really play the game at this point, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think that really, like, I mean, that speaks to why they're making a lot of decisions, because they're not players that don't fully understand the game in the way or they don't see the game in the same light as the players do. Uh, yeah. They see it or view it as something different. And that's, also, yeah. Also with like YouTube and Twitch, it's all about hold dropping. It's all about high kill games. Like they get, yeah. over the time, like the YouTube channels got bigger, uh, Twitch plays a big role, like times have changed, you know? They see all these, they see Shroud dropping in Hacienda killing, you know, people just like that. People want to do that too. People don't want to. I agree. I don't, I, agree. They, I don't know why they don't see that, but look, look at Miramar right now. Why is that not changed yet? Miramar, I, 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 I find that insane. Me. I find that yeah. insane that they haven't touched it's... the map for like a year. With it's just... And we're not asking for big changes. We're asking no. for loot. You just get that button, like Choke was said, and you turn it up. <laughs> yeah. Know, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah simple as that, right? It's it's <laughs> but it's the worst thing is, it's not even much more complicated than that, I feel. It's... No, you change from 1x to like 1.5. <laughs> Literally, the one setting it, in the custom games, that's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but when it comes to the looting system, do you guys agree that we need a new looting system? Because this one, even when you crank it up, it's not good because of how diluted is, is distributed. There's no guarantee on anything anywhere. In every other game that I play, that when it comes to BRs, at least the new ones, there's always some kind of guarantee. Look at Fortnite. Yeah. You know that there's one chest in a house. I don't play Fortnite a lot, but yeah. Yeah. you know there you're guaranteed at least some kind of gun if you enter a house. In PUBG, you enter a house, even if it's like the, the so-called tier three, which has probably the best loot, 
and uh, you get in and you find nothing except seven pistols, yeah. seven revolvers stacked up on <laughs> one another. So, yeah, I drop a lot of uh, in Mini Milta. I, I, the chance of finding one first aid is like 20% in whole Mini Milta these days. You know, stuff like that. They just cranked up the, the ARs and that messed up everything else that was in there. So Yeah, it was the lazy way. Yeah, it was a super lazy way. And they just don't want to add a new looting system that has some kind of guarantee. Or I feel like that is a bit lazy and it drives a lot of people away. And do you guys think the loot has changed again to being a bit lower? Or do you think it's just placebo? We're talking about Erangel. I really don't know. Actually, I play like all the maps so much and I, I don't really like think about it too much to be honest and then we switch from scrims and pro games and it's like it's such a big difference between those already yeah so i i i really don't know to i be think honest. it's a place mode to be honest yeah and we like to complain like yeah. i like to complain myself as well but if i look back if i would check my votes like before the patch that they changed the loot in public games it was just a feel you know when they finally bumped yeah. it up and then we yeah. were super excited and then we started seeing the those cases where you still get nothing and then it's i feels it feels really bad but i i think it's placebo too uh it's just that they they really need to do something about the loot i i i'm really disappointed that it's still like it is but whatever whatever what do you guys yeah. think about the nade changes uh we saw a lot of grenade play in almost every tournament of last year and it's I don't know what percentage of damage is by grenades, but the main problem is it's not the grenades themselves, it's the amount that you can carry. I think that's what most pro players agree on, correct? Um, how would you like to change that, uh, AB? I mean, how would I like to change that? Um, I would like to change the nades instead of that people have like six or seven. I don't know what the max should be, two or three per player or something. Same with smoke should maybe be like three or four per player. Because obviously, like Foss made a solid point about it on Twitter as well. It's also about like the way you position yourself, right? I was complaining back then on Twitter about nades, etc. And Foss made a solid point as well. It's also about positioning yourself and so you can avoid that, etc. But besides that, it just sucks sometimes that you're having a fight and it's not really, it comes down to AR gameplay anymore. It comes down to like four net, throwing four nades, you know what I mean? And people just spam nades. So I would definitely like to see that number being reduced to like two or three nades per player to something like that. But Fuzz, uh, their solution was just to lower the amount of nades that you can find on the map. Do you think that that changes anything? Or does it I even make it, it worse? It worse? I yeah. think it makes it worse because then you have, so... The looting system in PUBG, you have different types of loot. Uh, so you have like military loot, like normal civilian loot and stuff. So different buildings spawn different items more frequently. And some areas are going to spawn more nades. So then you have teams who's going to get more nades on average than other teams. Which makes it even worse because then it's more RNG because those teams are still going to get their like seven, yeah. eight nades. And the other team is going to get like maybe two per player if they're lucky. Uh, so... Yeah, it makes it worse. Yeah, uh, but uh, again, did you see what their uh, logic was behind that change? They didn't want to do any other change 
because they would have to change the game, the actual oh. mechanics of the game. Yeah, and that's incorrect. It's super simple. You can just limit the, the nades to say even a soft limit to four. So you at least can't carry eight. Uh, and then and then just increase the weight of the nades a little bit. Super easy still. Just change the number. Literally takes two seconds to do it uh, if they choose to. And uh, yeah, so you don't really have to change the mechanics of the game in any sense. It's no. really, really simple things to do. But, it sounds simple, but... <sighs> I feel like from how I read it is like, yeah, we could do the limit, but someone has to uh, code that, you know? Someone yeah, has I mean, to... of course, you, you would have to code a limit, but yeah. say, say the weight, say the weight. <laughs> the weight is literally, you have your item and you have a box of properties and you change the weight. That's all you do to change the weight, yeah. it's literally. Uh, so, yeah. But if, if they say that it's as simple as just changing uh the the spawn rate of the frag grenade why not just fix loot on miramar it's no because then it's different then it's really uh, hard uh... <laughs> 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 wow but but yeah i mean there's a, a lot of weird things in the different statements that i've read that makes no sense to me and uh, to a lot of people but it, they just go through and uh it's it's their game at the end of the day. They decide what they want to do and how they want to spend their resources. Yeah. So let's talk about modding a little bit. Now, that was something that they announced way back in the day that they're going to implement. And PU said that that is an integral part of every game that that allows the game to grow in some way because people create new game modes. Himself, he made a, a game mode that launched him to where he is right now. Dota is a game mode, uh, League of Legends came from Dota, uh, all kinds of games. So the problem is they kind of just gave up on modding. Why do you think they did, Fuzz? Um, if I remember correctly, I think it was something about like uh, to protect from cheats. So it's like less easy to make them. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I'm sure there are preventions or measures to be taken for that. Maybe that's like a really big project to prevent that and everything. But I think that was the reason. Because um, PUBG did have a lot of issues with cheating. So I guess that's pretty valid. Yeah. Yeah. But Ibi, what do you think would be a great way to uh, use modding to uh, launch game further or maybe create something interesting? What would you like to see? What kind of game mode? I mean, I would like to see like um, good warm up, a good way of, of warming up. Uh, I don't know, deathmatch, capture the flag, uh, all these kind of small game modes. I would like to see mm -hmm. uh, for the growth of the game. I would like to see RP servers because RP mm. is huge, and I think PUBG can definitely be an RP game. If you look at GTA, how much people watch that, how much people play that. I mean, pub, you know, we can use these type of players and use that on Twitch and. Um, there's so much to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you. Talking about a uh, deathmatch, when did you last play War Mode? At home, I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, they have it. They have it nowadays. Uh, before you can use it as warm up at a at a tournament. So before the games, you can play some War Mode with other teams. I see. I see there's I see. only like a few teams that go because no one really wants to play it because it's just that bad. But that is honest. like the only option for you to warm up, right? Yeah, that's not yeah. even good warm up to be honest. It's 
It's terrible. It's terrible. And it's like, I don't know. The the few changes you would have to make is like remove the parachuting, just spawn in on the ground somewhere, uh, have more bullets and med, like an actual more med, so you like can reset after a fight and you can continue on fighting and more bullets because now you have like two mags, so even if you kill like three guys, then you don't have bullets. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean, and the const like the constant parachuting is just so annoying. It's so annoying. You die. You wait thirty seconds. Then you gotta wait yeah. for the plane. Then you parachute, and then you die while parachuting. <laughs> that is. And then when you have a fight, you're out of ammo. And then when I'm ten HP because I one v one someone, you have to heal again. And it's just it's just not warm up. It's just not warm up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I feel like it, at first few days it was kind of fun because it was completely new and then right after that like most people gave up on it it just wasn't good enough and i don't know why pubg corp also kind of gave up on it they just didn't do any changes to it in a who knows how long and going back to the modding if there was someone that could crank those settings that would be great but there's no way to do it like you can only adjust certain stuff in in the war mode what they give you within the custom uh, game interface but that's the, that's a problem yeah so guys i'd like to thank you for joining me today we went over some really hot topics and we got some really good insight from you guys i'd like to thank you for uh coming and uh see i'm i'm an amateur at this still all right, guys, thank you for coming today uh, to this podcast. We went over some really hot topics and uh, you were both very insightful and gave some great info. And hopefully we see some good changes in PUBG Esports. I mean, it's looking good, but we need some uh, little changes to make it really, really, really good. And uh, hopefully they'll come. So uh, thank you for coming. And yeah, it was uh, great being here. Brother. Yeah, it was fun. For sure. Hopefully more in the future. Yeah, we'll do some more. We, we'll do a podcast with each one of you, like when we want sometime in the future. Thank <laughs> you, guys. All right. Make sure to follow the guys on Twitch. That will be Fuzzface49 and Ibiza. If you enjoy the show, subscribe and rate the podcast. Uh, visit our new site, spreezy.com with three E's, where you can find all info uh, about the podcast and the stream. Last but not least, Patreon is up for people that would like to support the podcast in that way. We've created a bunch of new tiers, uh, including an hour of coaching uh, for the few top tier patrons. It's a very effective way uh, of supporting the show. So thank you for listening and see you in the next one.